Okay, here we are, final sundown of the 2019-2020 school year. A little bit of a farewell to our seniors. Uh, last one, as we, as we, with me as always, is Mr. Weissmuller. Mr. Ishii, how are you? I'm, you know, locked in my home while, <laughs> <laughs> while, while, while I was protesting in the streets, just living in Donald Trump's America. Uh, yeah, I've been out a little more. Still, uh, still got the mask going wherever I go. Uh, I was in Jersey this past weekend, and it's definitely a little more open there. And they started phase two or three yesterday or Monday. What's today? Tuesday? Yeah, yeah. Monday. And uh, so as of yesterday, you were able to go to a restaurant and sit outdoors. So that was that's pretty cool. Okay. But, uh, Did you do that or you just could? No, I, well, I was walking around the town with my kids. We went for a walk and we passed by this, uh, this bar and grill. And they took, they basically, what the places are doing is if they have a parking lot, they set up tents and they put chairs and tables outside. So I think they actually have more seating now than they did before the quarantine. But um, they opened at 11. We were walking by at like 11.30, and uh, the whole like staff was like outside. I was like, oh, what's going on? They're like, we're just waiting for people to come. You know, it was 11.30 on a Monday, so it's probably like quiet. But they yeah. thought people were going to be like rushing to like go out to eat. So right. I left like after that, so I'm not really sure what happened. But, you know, I'm sure business is going to start picking up. You know, it would definitely be nice to go somewhere to get served. I must, you know, to sit down at like a restaurant. I mean, of course, like who is Cuomo kidding when he's, did you hear he's like threat, like, you know, he's, there's videos, Manhattan was allowing outdoor dining as well, or some service outside, um, like a lot of bars opened up. Yeah. And then Cuomo tweeted, don't make me close the city down again or something like that. And it's just like, Cuomo, what did you think was going to happen? If you started to allow people to get served at places in Manhattan, like people are going to come out. Like, what did you expect? Well, I, I, I think the idea, which has been happening from the beginning, is they wanted, they were allowing restaurants to do takeout for alcohol, which normally they don't do. But what happened was on St. Mark's Place in the city, there's a bunch of bars and restaurants, and people like were taking out alcohol and then just standing there. So right. <laughs> uh, they were kind of like loitering on the street. So when you looked at like St. Mark's, the picture, it looked like basically like a street festival. Yeah. And, you know, everybody was drinking which, and hanging out, which Cuomo was like, that's not the idea. The idea is not to have like an outdoor like party. You know, the idea is to get your alcohol and then go home. But, right. I, yeah, I understand I that's not the idea. But again, what did he think was going to happen? <laughs> right. Where, where, where I go, the... Uh, where I go like sometimes in the, in the summer and where I was this weekend was it was a town in New Jersey, which is pretty strict with their rules as far as being on the beach and, you know, drinking on the beach. It's a, it's more like a family area. Um, but there, like I said, there's a few bars like right close to the beach within like a block and they were serving basically like frozen beverages to go. So you're sitting on the beach and all of a sudden like everybody has like fro these frozen beverages you know, the cops weren't really bothering anybody. Um, but, yeah, what do you think is going to happen? Like, you know, you can't go to the bar to sit and have a drink. So people were just taking it to go. And, of course, they were, like, walking onto the beach. 
So I, I think as long as you were like behaving, like no, you know, nobody was kind of like bothering you. But well, but not yeah, to mention too, it's not like a normal weekend. People have been locked up in their homes for three months. Like there's a new thing you're allowed to do again. Suddenly, people are gonna like go nuts with it. That's just people. Yeah, you know? yeah. Phase two is um, phase two started in Long Island last week. So I have a I have a friend who cuts hair. So so he started. Uh, you know, he opened up and. He said it was great, you know, he finally got to go out, but at the same time, he said everybody has a story, you know, like right now, like who who had COVID, whose family member died, whose this died, who had it, who was in the hospital, you know, so he's like, mm-hmm. you know, everybody has a story um, that they kind of want to tell, and and he said, that's what's going to happen. I said, yeah, it's kind of, you know, kind of like 9-11, you know, everybody knew exactly where they were, you know. Yeah. You know, our, our student students were like, I don't even know if they were, most of them were born like right after 9-11. So they don't yeah. remember. But I remember exactly where I was, what I was yep. doing. Um, I'm sure you were in college. I was in college at the time too. So Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's sim- kind of kind of similar to that. Like you're always going to remember. I mean, the students are going to remember this as like, you know, this kind of terminated their senior year uh, yeah. very, very abruptly. So. If anything, you guys will have a story to tell for the next, uh, you know, 50 years, I guess, right? So. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you know, the most unique graduating class ever, I guess. Yeah, so that's a story. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was excited to get back on the podcast, last one. Yep. And uh, we, there is talks about us doing this in the future. So you might you might see us uh, down the road on, on that's the right. podcast. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh. All right, so let's just jump into our uh, topics of the day. Um, let's lead off with a little uh, social justice on social media. Um, Mike Gundy is the head football coach at um, Oklahoma State University, which is in Stillwater, Oklahoma. And uh, his star running back is a player, and this is his real name. His name is Chubba Hubbard. Uh, he is a legit player. He's actually a Heisman contender this season. Uh, on Facebook, a picture of Mike Gundy was seen wearing a T-shirt that says OAN, which stands for One America News Network. It is a uh, to call it a news network is not exactly true. It's not really a news ma- <laughs> network as much as it is a propaganda machine for the president of the United States. Um, it's very conservative. They have people on that network that have called Black Lives Matter a domestic terrorist organization. Um, they said that the Black Lives Matter people are the real racists. So, you know, not not a news network, just not news. I mean, uh, but anyway, the head football coach at Oklahoma State was wearing an OAN T-shirt. So uh, one of their star players, Chubba Hubbard, uh, he tweeted, I will not stand for this. This is completely insensitive to everything going on in society, and it's unacceptable. I will not be doing anything with Oklahoma State until things change. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, my take on it is he could have called the coach. Like, first of all, I bet you 98% of people have no idea what OAN is. Yeah. Like, even even if you follow politics, you might not even know what OAN is. Like, I don't even know. I don't know what channel that is. I mean, I know yeah. what it is because 
you know, I've seen some of that stuff pop up on Facebook or like on my feed. And, you know, I know it's definitely like garbage, um, but like most people have no idea what it is. And, uh, you know, who knows if the coach even knows what, what that was. I mean, Well, actually, know. the coach w- did a press conference. So earlier in the pandemic, the coach was saying we have to get the players back as soon as possible for the economy of Oklahoma, which, you know, is also troubling because the players are unpaid. They're college athletes. They don't get they don't get paid for their services. So to have them have to put their health at risk so that the economy of Oklahoma can get going. That was a troubling statement in and of itself. But in that same interview, he said that um, he really enjoyed watching OAN because All the other news networks were full of gloom and doom and pessimism and fighting between right and left. And he really liked OAN because it was very optimistic and it was only the facts, which is not true. It is completely (laughs) void of facts, actually. It's kind of funny because that's like the issue that we've had the whole pandemic was like – the president's view of what's happening like is not reality like people people are like dying out there and getting sick and like you know we really don't care about that we care about the stock market right like right <laughs> so so yeah of course oan is going to have like the same spin on things like we're not going to tell you like what's really going on we're just going to kind of like forget about like our response to the worst pandemic in like the last like 100 years Right. We're just going to tell you everything's great. So hopefully you vote for Donald Trump again because he made America great again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I didn't know that. I didn't know that about the coach. Um, But that being that being said, the the player could have reached out to him. Right. Yeah. Uh, Well, he went like right to Twitter and like blasted him. Yes. Yes. But so then. They released a video with the coach and the player talking, and the player actually apologizes for going to Twitter before talking to the coach. Right. Um, the coach issued no apology whatsoever. Just said, uh, "There, there, you know, there will be some changes." And apparently, so Chuba tweeted today that the changes that his teammates wanted that Coach Gundy has agreed to are: players are now allowed to wear earrings in their free time. They're allowed to wear do-rags, and they're allowed to play music with profanity in it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the uh, music, like, pro- first of all, like, I'm not sure how you can, like, contr- control kids, you know, students wearing earrings, like, on their free time. Uh, is that, like, is that a thing? I mean, I guess, like, Bobby Knight probably did it, like, in the 1980s, but, like, yeah. I mean, apparently you, it's happening in Oklahoma State. Yeah, you know, which is kind of crazy because uh, I feel like these big programs now, they try and cater to their to the student athletes. Yeah. So, like, and they, I feel like they're, they would want to evolve because, like, they're trying to recruit players, right? So, yeah. you know, if, 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 if it comes down between two schools and a player, like, wears his earrings and he likes it and he feels like that's, like, his style, I could see – I can see like a 17 year old kid being like, you know what? I'm not going to Oklahoma state. I'm not taking my earrings out for like when I'm hanging out, like, you know? Yeah. So, and that's ultimately where the consequences are going to hit Mike Gundy because like, I think that some people thought he was going to get fired and that that didn't end up happening. But 
I would say that it's probably what's ultimately going to happen is he's just going to die a slower death, right? Because now he has this big dust up and he gets called out publicly for the news organization that he like reps on a t-shirt and, and likes. And I think ultimately you're going to see a lot of black players being like, I am not going there and I'm not going to play for this guy. And yeah. suddenly the talent is going to start to deplete pretty significantly and then he'll get fired anyway just for losing. So, yeah, yeah. or I mean, we, you're also like considering the fact that like so many like kids are like in touch with like the political scene of what's going on as far as like like what like news networks, right? Like right. Like if if you like surveyed you know a million seventeen year olds in America and you told them to place networks in the order of their like beliefs as far as conservative to liberal, like how many kids, how many kids do you think would be able to, what percentage of kid of 17 year old kids in America can tell you that Fox news is conservative. And I don't even, I, I mean, I guess CNN is like their like arch nemesis, but I don't even know if CNN is like, I wouldn't consider them like super liberal. Right. Like right. it would be like that. So, what what percent of of seventeen year olds would would know that? Yeah, like five percent or less. My guess would be. Yeah. But, and I think you're right. And if it was just the picture of the T-shirt and nothing else got said about it, I think I would totally agree. I think no one would really notice. But what percentage of top level high school football players know who Chuba Hubbard is or will know like after he plays this next season? that's probably higher. And if he's like, I don't like my coach and I think he's kind of a racist, like that's probably going to hurt you. Even if people don't know what OAN is. Right. Yeah. I mean, I just think like the earrings and the Durag is like a bigger deal. Like, I, mom, I agree. Like if we're just trying to like get our hair right, like, and we wear a Durag, you know, like, like, and the coach isn't going to let me like wear a Durag. I mean, I might go somewhere else. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I don't know if that's like a thing in college sports where like the coaches have full control over what the players wear. I mean, I mean, they're very controlling college football coaches. And also with do-rags, if you're a college football player, like a lot of the guys will wear them underneath their helmet. Like especially if you have like a braid situation going on that you want to kind of protect or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think the allowing the profanity is probably like, like you don't, you probably wouldn't want to do that. I don't know if you're if you're on campus, like or in the locker room, like you know, like the, you have like a lot of fans, like young kids walking around. To me, that's like, why are we allowing profanity? You know, like I don't know. I, you, I don't know if you don't think that's a big deal, but I mean, I, I always tell like the best, like my basketball team when they play music, play the radio edit. But, you know, if if, you, if it wouldn't yeah. be allowed to play it on the radio, then we shouldn't be allowing to play it. Like at our games or warm-ups, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just not like a good look if it's, you know, cursing left and right. Um, right. Well, maybe they're talking about inside the locker room. I agree. Like they're probably not doing it because you do have – you have a lot of kids. You have like 8,000 people who come to some of the college football games. So like probably right. more in the locker room stuff. Um, all right. Uh, do you have anything else on this? Um, no. But uh, Oklahoma State – They've been in the news a lot lately, right? <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Well, so uh, the Athletic had a big article. So 
Oklahoma State football is funded by a guy who's dead now, but um, his name is T. Boone Pickens. He was an oil tycoon, uh, a real-life oil tycoon, uh, and he funneled a lot of money into the Oklahoma State program. Oklahoma State also happens to have a COVID testing center on campus, so when they test people, they can get results quicker. So they started to bring some of their football players back, as a lot of colleges did, to uh, begin practicing. They had 30 players come back in a first wave. Three tested positive for COVID. They were put in a dorm. They were quarantined where they're going to stay for two weeks. They did contact tracing. It involved other players. I'm reading this thing, and I'm thinking, like, what a mess. Like, they have the resources. They have the money. They have the resources. They have the testing. They have everything that they can do this. Not every Division One college football program, even at Division One, has that kind of resources. Forget about D2, forget about D3, and certainly forget about high school. So I just think, what are we going to do about sports moving forward? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm like, what, what are they, they going to do? And uh, I think Oklahoma State, and I, I think there was a few other schools, maybe in Arizona, where they had some of the athletes start to come back, like fall athletes. So they had them come back to training. And, you know, they're testing positive, but – and most of them are asymptomatic, right? So, yeah. like, they don't they don't even feel, like, bad. They just get tested and they're like, oh, you know what? You're positive. And, and these are in places where the infection rate is rising, right? Like, the middle of yeah. the country right now, I think Texas has – like the most hospitalizations since this all started, like right now. Yeah. Um, so, um, and I, you know, I know we're going to talk about football, but you know, Ezekiel Elliott just tested positive. A few other players on the Cowboys, a few players on the Texans. Um, and yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, if they're going to follow this 14-day quarantine after you test positive, like. What's going to happen? You're just going to have people missing for 14 days, like multiple people missing. And what happens if like your whole, like half your team gets sick? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. And I don't think they know either, you know? Or the coaching staff. I mean, the players, you would think most of them that are healthy, like they're in probably like the top 1% of like being in shape compared to a regular person yeah so you would think that they could handle the viruses not only are they like the age group that's not being hit that hard but they're also in amazing physical shape right yeah yeah. what about the coaches or the trainers or you know some of the people who have issues um like what what do you do with those people right Uh, and and people have families at home like but i also think as good a shape as those guys are in, the way it's affecting people is just different. You know, like some people are fine. Some people aren't like all it's going to take is one professional athlete to get a really bad case of it, end up on a ventilator and everyone is spooked. Yeah. I I mean, at the same time though, like what are we going to do? We're just going to wait for a vaccine. I mean, what like what like what would you do? You just gonna say we're not gonna play sports for the next year? Well, yeah. I mean, I don't want that, you know. Yeah. But I just think 
like what's one year it, it is a lot and it's not and i think that you know everyone is just like well what are we supposed to do like uh mark cuban the owner of the dallas mavericks i've listened to a few interesting things he said where he was like what really should have happened at the beginning of all this is that uh the federal reserve should have just told businesses write checks like pay your employees pay your bills just pay everything your checks are gonna bounce and then the federal reserve should make the banks whole at the end of the day so whatever delinquent your account is at the end of the day, the Federal Reserve will pick that up for the banks. And then that's how we're going to backstop everything, at least temporarily, until we have a better plan. You know, not only uh, that will, did they... That will create corruption. Well, yeah, I guess. But, like, that was also supposed to be temporary until they had a better plan. But not only did they not do that, they also never really sat down to come up with a better plan. The plan was always just, like, everybody back out there. Yeah. Yeah, I- yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I kind of feel like with the athletes, though, they, you know, and it's like any job. I mean, there's a lot of people that are still working. I mean, the garbage is still getting picked up. Yeah. Right? The fire department, the police, the EMTs, the nurses, the doctors, the people who are delivery workers, UPS, um, you know, all these people are still working. Yeah. Right? And, and they make you know, average salaries, like at best. And, right, uh, right. You know, these athletes are making, now we're talking about college, so that's a little different. Um, yeah, well, yeah. we'll get to the pros in a minute. Uh, one thing we should touch on with the college players that I wanted to bring up too is, um, so a lot of schools are doing this, but I'm most alarmed by my own alma mater doing it. Behind me, I have uh, the Horseshoe Ohio Stadium, which is Ohio State's uh, football stadium. Seats 105,000, no big deal. Um, they had their football team return recently, and they gave out what they're calling – so the mascot of Ohio State are the Buckeyes. And they're giving out something they're calling the Buckeye Pledge, which is a waiver that they're asking players to sign that – says a lot of things about you know how they're going to take care of themselves they'll report if they're sick etc etc but basically also they're not going to take legal action against the university the coaches the ncaa if in fact they do get covid and they get really sick and potentially die um and i think that's just ludicrous they're unpaid they don't get paid and they have to sign a waiver that says we're gonna risk our health and safety to play how could you do that to these kids yeah yeah, I think. Uh, well, I think also to go to the to go to a Trump rally right now too. You have to sign a yes. waiver. Also. Yes. Um, so it's, that's kind of funny. I was just thinking about that. You have but, to either sign a waiver or drink bleach. One of the yeah. two you have to do before you get in. Yeah. What What is the? Uh, I, I don't. I don't know. Is that going to just be what it's going to be like now for college sports? Like all of college sports? Like. You know, everybody has to, you just sign a waiver so it gets, and also like, you can't prove where you got sick really, you know? Yeah. I mean, unless, unless you have only been like in contact with one person for right. say a month, but right. you know, the, all these players are living in, you know, they're not living by themselves. They're probably living in student housing or right uh, off campus athletic housing. I know they're not all living by themselves. I know they're having probably visitors, people come by, parties, right? So, like, there's no guarantee 
you know, they could do all the precautions in the world, but we're talking about 20, 21 year old kids here, right? Yep. So, um, you know, signing a pledge that that's cool. I guess it's just a liability issue. I, I don't know who came up with that. Is that the university, the athletic department, the NCAA? Who? Who started this? It's not the NCAA. I don't know if it's the athletic department or the university. I mean, a lot of colleges are doing it. Uh, I just found, I found the Buckeye play, the name of it to be particularly offensive. It's a waiver. Tell them it's a waiver. Don't call it the Buckeye pledge, please. Yeah. Um, I mean, what's the difference between if you get COVID or like you tear your ACL? I mean, isn't it like kind of the same thing? It's a good question. I guess like tearing your ACL is first of all not life threatening and but I mean other things can happen in the course of a football game and really any sport, but a football game in particular that, that are life threatening. But I guess those are like known risks of the sport. You know, yeah. whereas COVID is sort of a special circumstance, it's more of a gray area cuz it's newer and people are handling it in a variety of different ways and I don't know. Yeah, are we are we looking too much into it? Because I'm like, to play high school sports, you need to sign a waiver, right? Like, yeah, I guess that's true. But I guess it's more like, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's true. I don't know. Maybe maybe it is. We're making too big of a deal of it. I just think you getting you getting are you getting snowflakey right now? Uh, maybe I am. Yeah, now that we're talking about it, I don't know. Maybe I am. Maybe I, I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. Because I guess you're right. I don't know why it's different. I guess it's, it's like just... why. But I think you're right. Why are you naming it the Buckeye Pledge? It's kind of like silly. Like just add it into like the med- the medical fo- like the medical process. You know, right. these guys all go through medicals. They get medicals done. They get, they have to sign. You know, they're over 18 most of them, so they don't have parent consent forms. But uh, I remember when I played in college, like we had to sign. You know, some kind of waiver. You know insurance waiver whatever it is so i guess for me like what it really ends up what's really bothers me about it is like there's i guess anyone who's ever played a sport you kind of understand going into it i could get some injury doing this i mean people could get injured in our pe classes it you know it could just happen i think that there that there's still so many unknowns about covid we don't really know where we are in the cycle of it we don't there's so many things we don't know, and I think that we're rushing sports back because there's so much money involved and people want to get paid. And that's why, like, I think that you easily could have made the argument, like, let's wait until, let's start college football in February and have it run, like, February, March, April, or something. We'll push every sport back. January, February, March, start college basketball in March, go till June, whatever it is. Like, they could have done things like that adjustments could have been made but they're just like we have our contract and for the fall tv contracts we need to just push through and because we need that money i think that's what bothers me i guess yeah and you know i i think like you said they're they're not getting paid so what would be the issue of you know let's let the nfl go first or let the professionals go first right they have the top resources. Now, if they can't handle it and, and, and it's too much for them, then why are we putting all these student athletes at risk? Yeah, I know. That's exactly right. 
it's going to go it. hand in hand. I mean, it's not like, yeah. you know, it's not like the NBA, it's not like college is going to be different than the NBA. It's going to be, it's going to be this, it's probably going to be the same infection rates, right? Like yep. you're going to see how, how things work. I mean, this is what it's going to be, especially with the big programs like in college, like they have the medical staff, they, they're going to be able to test, um, you know, similar to the NFL and, and the major league sports, but, um, and I, I don't, I don't think that the NCAA has guaranteed that there's going to be a season, right? That's not, is who, that like who, guaranteed right now or? Who, who, who'd you say the NBA or baseball? No, the NCAA. Oh, the NCAA. I mean, I, like, I think they've said we are, we are operating as though there will be a season. Yeah. You know, whether or not there will be, I think we still have a long way to go. But they're, they're you know, they're moving forward like there is one. Yeah, I was with, uh, I was with uh, my cousin who goes to South Car- uh, University of South Carolina, the uh, Gamecocks. So I was with her this weekend. And she was telling me that she's taking six classes in the fall. And four are already saying that they're going to be virtual. Yeah. And then two will be in person. So, um, so that's, that's the story. Now, she also said that they have, you know, like a medical office on, on, uh, on campus that they could go and they could just get tested for COVID. So, you know, I'm I'm sure like these big universities have kind of the resources, but like the small universities, like, you know, the division one double A's, um, you know, the smaller schools, like they don't. I can't see them having these kinds of resources to support this. Yeah. Well, right. And I feel like no matter where you are, you're kind of in trouble, right? The bigger universities have more resources, but they also have a lot of people like Ohio state between undergrads and graduates, a hundred thousand students there, you know? So they have resources, but there are also tons of people for that. In fact, for the virus to spread, you're a smaller school. You don't have as many resources, but there's also far fewer people. So that helps. I don't know. Are there going to be fans at the games? Have they decided that yet? Do we know? Ohio State. So, like I said, the stadium behind me, it seats roughly 105,000 every Saturday. Ohio State says they're hoping to have uh, anywhere from 20 to 70,000 fans in attendance, which, again, is like, what? That's a lot. Right. What? I mean, that's a lot. And just think about what's going to be going on outside the stadium. Yeah. Oh, right. (laughs) you know, or in the fraternity houses, you know, sorority houses, the bars. I mean, I'm sure, you know, you can't really get away from this. So I think, you know, I think, uh, I know being pessimistic, but I I think the optimist has to say, well, first, like a lot of people have had it already, right? Not a lot, but a good amount of, good amount of had it. That's, that's a B we're testing so often now that you're hoping that the spread is gets shut it shuts down the infection rate a lot better than it did six months ago, mm-hmm. right? So that that's like when people talk about the second wave. I kind of think like, yeah, well, there could be a second wave, but how can the second wave be worse than the first wave if we're now testing? And also, I feel like we're going to be wearing masks for like the next year. Right. So like those two things alone, like now, if you know, you don't feel well, people, I feel like people are going to be like, let me go get a test, you know? Mm -hmm. And New York city has, 
I, I want to say 250 like places that you can go to get a test right now. So, yeah. um, you know, they're also doing that tracing program. I, I think all those things together along with, you know, who knows if we get some kind of treatment or vaccine, I think should help like shut down the infection rate. I don't know yeah. if you feel that way. I'm not confident, but I hope, I mean, I hope you're right. I'm not uh, super confident though. All right, should we jump to the pros? Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk some. Uh, where are we going? Well, I was all fired up about baseball. I mean, all right, let's go baseball what, then. Yeah, I don't know what. I really don't know what's happening with them because, uh, you know, we talked about it in, in podcasts in the, in the in the past, but um, at this point, they're kind of like at a at a standstill as far as negotiations to get back to to playing. I know the commissioner made a statement, what, about a month ago, saying we will have baseball, like, guaranteed. Yep. And I think he's kind of, like, uh, stepping back a little more now because the, right now it doesn't look like there's going to be a baseball season. No, it doesn't. Um, it seems to be the owners also that, uh, you know, agreed to something and now, they, you know, they want to, like, take it back. Is that is that what you're, what you're seeing, how you're seeing it? Well, yes. And not only that, but again, they keep claiming that they're lowballing the players because they're going to lose so much revenue, but they won't say how much or they won't prove it. So like, let's say I was telling you, you know, uh, I have a business and I want you to come in as a partner with me 50, 50, right? And let's say you see that, you know, I have a mansion, I'm riding around a BMW, uh, you know, like it looks like I'm loaded off this business I have. And I'm like, look, I want to be partners with you in this business 50-50. So your cut is $1,000. You'd be like, what? That's my 50% cut? Because that doesn't seem like that's what your business is producing. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to show you any of the financial information. You just have to trust me. Your cut is this. Like, you would be like, yeah. no. You know, yeah, and that's think- what the owners are doing. Yeah, the players kind of have. I think the players called their bluff, and now the owners are probably like, "Oh man, what what did we do here?" Because I think if they go to if the players file a grievance, I think the owners have to open their books. Yep. So they're not going to want a grievance. Um, and you know, there is the phrase, you know, you lose the battle to win the war. And um, you know, I, I think the owners need to. I heard that on an interview and I was like, you know what, that's a great way to put it because yes, the owners might lose. Now I don't want to say lose money, but might not make as much money with this current deal. So they might have to like take the hit right now, but just think about all the positivity that will come from playing right now. Right. Right. So they take a little hit now and then just think about, how many like fans they're going to get, the TV ratings are going to be through the roof. Um, and I think the player's contract is up in next year, I yeah. believe. So, you know, if they don't play or if they don't agree to, to play, the, if the owners don't agree to, pl- to pay the players, then guess what? This is going to be a bad look for the owners when they go to the negotiating table next year. No doubt about it. You know, the other problem is, what what it really drives me crazy too is like you said, 
either make less money or lose money. Let's say even you lose some, let's say for the sake of argument, they're going to lose money on the season. What business owner is in America is guaranteed that your business will make money every single year. Like if you own a restaurant, you were screwed this year. Like same thing. If you own a baseball team, you might take a bath this year. The difference is like I was reading that, uh, the St. Louis Cardinals, who, who's their owner? Their owner is Bill DeWitt. The the, fran- the value of the Cardinals is 10 times what it was when he bought them. So if he loses money for one year, he still has a tenfold return on investment on purchasing the team. So if you think it's too much to just lose money one year, how about sell your team? Someone will definitely buy it. And you'll make 10 times what you bought it for. So if you really can't afford to lose money, sell it. Yeah, and you know what? Ninety percent. I'm throwing a lot of numbers out there and just like hypotheticals, but uh, <laughs> I just feel like most people don't care about these negotiations. Like they don't care about any of this. All they care about is they want to turn the TV on. Yep. And they want to see their team play. Yeah. And if you're not telling them that we're not playing because of safety issues or COVID, and guess what? People do not want to hear that like millionaires and billionaires cannot agree on, you know, on money issues. Right. right? So that's what most people, that's how most people feel. It's just like, guys, figure this out and let's get this done. I mean, if, if baseball is probably at all the professional sports, the safest to play right now. So, Let's get that sport going at least, right? Like, yeah. let's start and playing I, here. And I would say baseball is also the sport that, like, is most in need of kind of a shot in the arm. Of, like, you know, just something, some goodwill, some, like, we're the only game in town right now. Like, the NBA doesn't need that boost. The NFL doesn't need that boost. You know, hockey could use it, and so could baseball. So, like, baseball, figure it out. What are you doing? Yeah, hockey's quietly um, coming back. I think the Rangers and the Devils, two of the local teams that will be competing, uh, I think are already in Vegas training. Yeah. Uh, So hockey will be back. And you know what? Hockey's probably like, oh, baseball, you don't want to play? You want to be little babies? Good. Good for us. (laughs) Okay. Totally. Because now it's like at night, what are you going to watch if you're a sports fan? If there's no baseball, I'll, I'll watch hockey. You know, So hockey's probably like, oh, great for us. Keep yeah, I'm, I'm not a big hockey fan. I don't really follow hockey. If hockey starts up again and there's no other sports on, let's go Rangers. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that works. Yeah, that works. Yeah, um, yeah and the NBA is kind of – um they thought i don't know they were they were pretty smooth too and now uh as far as coming back you didn't really hear much and then Kyrie, who is the vice president of the players association uh said and i'm not sure is it what his exact words were but basically was saying that we should not play because there's you know because of the social justice issues like right. if we play, it's gonna take it's gonna take away from the real issues that are happening in America right now. Is that what yes. he said? Something. The, yes, right. that's what he said. Which is, which we discussed off off camera, and uh, you know a few a few sports commenters said 
Like you have the biggest stage and platform in the world. Like the NBA is the, the NBA is huge right now, right? right? Besides soccer, the NBA is now like taking over as like, uh, you know, as like a world sport. Yeah. So, and you're gonna have a microphone in your in your face every night. You know, that's that's how you use your platform. I mean, right? No, no doubt about it. I mean, first of all. Like what you said, I want to get to in a second, but, but first, like, so I think the plan is they were going to play this, this, whatever they're going to do, and they're going to do it all in Orlando. And then next season would start Christmas day. So that usually, usually they, they start the NBA season in November and they would delay that to Christmas day if they end up playing now. Right. So Kyrie saying, let's not play until. Uh, these issues of racial injustice are addressed. Like, Kyrie, I have news for you. No matter how much momentum there is right now behind really seriously addressing racial injustice, it will not be fixed by Christmas. Like, it won't. And I want it to be. I'm I'm totally in support of the whole movement. It's not going to be solved by Christmas. So you're also going to forfeit next season? Like, how long are you willing to wait? And if you're willing to wait as long as it takes, fine. But at some point, no one's going to care what you have to say anymore. And I don't mean that as in a shut up and dribble Fox News type of thing. It means like the reason people in America care who Kyrie Irving is is because he is one of the best players in the NBA. If there's no more NBA, nobody cares who you are anymore, Kyrie Irving. Like, and that's like, look, no one cares who I am because I'm just some guy. No one should care who I am. Like you'll become Kyrie will become if he's if there's no NBA you also become just some guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it was uh, who was it? Uh, not Tony. Mike. Uh, Michael Wilbon. Michael, Michael Wilbon. Yeah. yeah. He, he was basically saying like, you know, you make you're gonna throw away all this money. Like, take the money and then put it towards the movement or yeah, toward you know. What are you gonna do? You're just gonna throw away all this money that is coming your way? Like people, you know, these movements need money to to sustain themselves, right? You know, just yes. like campaigns. Uh, so, all right, you don't want to play? It's fine. You don't feel like playing? Okay, but still take the money and then use it in a good way, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you know, Kyrie has made probably hundreds of millions of dollars. There's guys that are making minimum salary, you know. 500, 500,000, a million dollars a year. And I know it's a lot of money to like me and you, but for these guys, you know, they probably don't haven't accumulated a lot of wealth yet. Some of the younger guys, you know, to tell them like not to play. I mean, you're telling somebody that they, they can't go out and earn a living right now. I mean, it's kind of like selfish, I think, uh, you know, on his part, but um, it seems though that the NBA players in general, though you know LeBron, Chris Paul, Steph Curry, it seems like they they don't feel the same way. So I, you know, and I think you know Kyrie's like a little like out there anyway. So I, yeah. I, I think you know besides this, but but uh, you know I don't know. He's he's not like I would say the most dependable NBA player uh, when it comes to uh, track record of being a good teammate. Also, he's hurt all the time. So, you know, I think some of the other players, you know, it's not like they're going to feel pressure to do what Kyrie Irving says. Yeah. He also thinks the world is flat. Um, (laughs) But 
I read somewhere though that that basically someone said like you know Kyrie's gonna say what he's gonna say. The league's gonna do what LeBron wants to do, and LeBron wants to play. And that's not insignificant either because LeBron, as Wilbon said, is throwing his financial weight along with a few other people, not just basketball players, into uh, a voting rights sort of like super PAC where he's going to uh, work on lobbying to make sure that um, disenfranchised voters. Uh, who tend to mostly be black, uh, but, you know, kind of all minorities, um, that, you know, it makes it a lot harder for you to vote. And I think he's going to start to throw some financial weight into lobbying to make, uh, to lower restrictions and uh, allow more black people, more minorities to be able to vote, which that's what everyone keeps saying, right? Like, if you don't like things, go vote, go vote, go vote. Well, for a lot of people, that's easier said than done. So he's going to try and, and turn that around. So he's using his platform, which I think, you know, and he's the one who was told to shut up and dribble, but I think he understands that people care about who I am because I'm really good at basketball. Right. Yeah. And uh, I think he probably learned, like, I think Michael Jordan came out recently and said that, you know, he didn't touch a lot of these issues. Um, and that was one of his criticisms. Uh, yeah. So I think LeBron is kind of learning from that and saying, you know what, like, I have this big platform. Like, you know, I can go down as a great basketball player, but I could also – uh, affect you know bring on change so uh, yeah. it's kind of yeah. kind of good to see that and you, you've seen that in the past with him I mean he, he opened up a high school like he he does do things he's not out there like throwing flashy like throwing it in your face which is which is kind of like good to see but he's yeah. definitely like doing, definitely doing things under the radar so uh, yeah good good for him yeah all right well seniors it's been a pleasure yeah uh, yeah. uh We'll see everybody at virtual graduation. Uh, hopefully, yeah. I'll be there. My uh, wife is due to give birth within the next week, so we'll, we'll, we'll see how Man, that goes. Here we go. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, the seniors, please come back and see us. Yeah. Um, especially because we're not going to get a proper farewell. Yeah. Please don't come back the first day of school. Um, <laughs> that's probably not. <laughs> So there's always a few uh, who come back like the first day. Right. Uh, we want to see you, but not the first day. And also, right. you know, the last day of school before Christmas break, that's not either. That's not like a great day to come back either. Um, so, and while yeah. we're at it, just maybe get vaccinated for COVID and then come back too. like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you want to like, uh, well, especially, especially with you, but, but, uh, but yeah, definitely, definitely come back. Stay six feet away. Um, I'll give you an elbow bump, maybe, until yeah. until things are safe. But um, yeah, good luck to everybody. Again, we're always around. We're not going anywhere. So email us if you have questions, needs, recommendations. Um, just hit us up. Yeah. And uh, this this is it. For, this is it. All right. Farewell, everyone. <laughs>